Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this interview is Unleashing the Story Within. And the new thing we'll be talking about is the journey into the supernatural. It's not the first time we got into this, but we've only alluded to it, really. Now we're going to go into some depth. So let me tell you about my guest. Her name is Victoria Anderson, and she is a published author of three paranormal memoir books, and they are Touched, Trial by Fire, and Mastering the Paradox, available on Amazon as VP Anderson, not Victoria Anderson, but VP Anderson. And it is a nonfiction, well, it's a nonfiction book, Leap Into Your Story, 30-Day Writer's Journal, Online Course Creator, situation. <laughs> so if that resonates with you, pay attention. So let me tell you about Leap Into Your Story. Leap Into Your Story, uh, writing with these 15, 15 easy steps to start writing your book is her, is that your new program, Victoria? It is. It's actually my online course. Fantastic. So yes. <laughs> online courses are where it's at. So she a little bit more about Victoria before I unleash her. She is also an international motivational speaker and creator of the Leap Into Your Story podcast. We both do the same sort of branding. My podcast is Self-Help Coaching Podcast. I've created Proficio, which is the world's first true self-help coach. And obviously her book is Leap Into Your Story. Her program is Leap Into Your Story. Her podcast is Leap Into Your Story. And we're going to leap into the Victoria Anderson story in a moment. So a little bit more background. She lives in, in central New Mexico where her husband, cats. By the way, I'm a cat lover too. I have five cats, all rescues. I also take care of ferals outside my back window of a feeding station, a cat a cat ramp a cat condo i love all animals actually i i find myself currently being a cat guy uh, so i love that but she's in new mexico so she's got also wildlife that roam her backyard we don't have that in brooklyn we got raccoons <laughs> we got some some crazy homeless people occasionally but uh no no uh new mexico wildlife and i lived in arizona so i i know how wonderful it is out there and she's near the rio grande river I only hope that any illegal activity you're safe from over there because I know it's pretty crazy out there right now. So, but when she isn't writing, she's working in her ceramic studio, gardening or hiking ancient Native American petroglyphs near her home. What are petroglyphs precisely, Victoria? Those are ancient pictorials mm -hmm. um, that are carved into the rock. Right. And they can be very mysterious to very mundane, you know, a hunting scene or strange um, like um, spirals or doorways. So they, I've always been fascinated by those. So yes, what's, I hike them not when to be I can. fascinated by? <laughs> I mean, the, the people who are here before us, especially the people who are, you know, that didn't, were not, 
you know, in the, in this modern era that we live in, obviously every day is is is, is more modern than the day before. But you know, I th- we've gotten away from so many things. We're so, I I, th- I mean, there's always a veil between our eyes and reality. Yes. Uh, but I think the veil is really thickened by the nature of our society today. <laughs> it's so it, there's, yeah. there's a, a million different forces uh, trying to paint the picture, trying to paint the narrative. And it's so convoluted, so distorting. You know, it's very hard to have even a glimpse of the truth. I, I agree 150,000%. Wow. <laughs> I maxed out. That's a total max out. <laughs> Very good. Now, I'm really looking forward to this interview because, one, you, you, you're an expert on writing books. Obviously, she's got three. She's got a fourth coming out. She has a program online. But she also delves into her main area is, as I've said, the supernatural. Uh, and I know and I love the supernatural, but, you know, I need some convincing. I'm not I'm not gullible to it. Uh, I mean, I, how could you dispute it just because you can't see it? You know, but that doesn't mean it's not there (laughs) right Right? we're only limited to our perception exactly and also too i don't know if you realize that our ability to see certain lights and hear frequencies are very limited yes and being as an animal lover yourself Mm. you can appreciate the fact that you know a dog can hear a dog whistle but we can't right of course you know a cat might be able to see 150 yards away with those big bulgy bulgy eyes that we can't you know they can see cats can see in the dark right so So there are organic differences that which completely change our perception but and as as you and i have already really uh vehemently agreed on is that the societal influence on on our mind right and as we create our beliefs and from day one are really the, the biggest factor on what we see and what, what, what we think. Exactly, exactly. And there's always um, some sort of narrative that's trying to keep us there. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I realized as a writer is you get to pull back the layers of deception, especially when it's a memoir writing. And... Uh. I've had the privilege and opportunity to speak with many, many high level, successful, and even billionaires. And they will testify that they will attribute their success to beyond the normal means. Wow, yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. I'm striving to be one of those guys, you know, now, you know, I, you know, as I told you earlier, I'm, Created an app official, which is going to transform self-help, yeah. personal development. And so now I went from being a life coach to uh, the head of a technological coaching company. So now all my, all my icons are tech stop billionaires, <laughs> tech, tech <Yeah>. startup <laughs> billionaires. All right. And, and, and not, I have no money goals. All my goals are non-money. Uh, I, but I, I really believe and hope now that the money follows and I, I'm sh- and I have no doubt that it will. But what I, fo- I focus on every day, well, you know, I do this a little bit too much, is the thing that I'm building that's coming, right? It's not here now, right? right. As a matter of fact, if I, told, talk, if I talk to the wrong person or spoke too much about it, people would say, get a grip on reality, Tony. You're still struggling. You haven't even launched yet. And I would say, that's true. 
All right. But let me tell you something. Elon Musk, there was a day when he didn't have two cents in his pocket. All right. Uh, how rich is he now? <laughs> exactly. I mean, who ever thought the Internet was here to stay? <laughs> that, that fad is still here. Oh, my gosh. TV was like, that's a fad. You know, nobody's going to watch it. Um, who would ever thought that your cell phone has more capability than anything that's landed on the moon or addicted to this. outer space? I walk around with this. I go to sleep with this. Yeah. You know, I get up out of, out of the bed and I reach over to my nightstand and I pick this up and walk out of my bedroom. And, and I rail against these addictions and these, you know, social media nonsense, which I'm addicted to. Yeah. All right. I rail against it, but, but I'm still its slave. <laughs> yeah, we, we all are. And who, who would have ever thought that? Um, I, I will tell you, and I actually have a, a section in my first book touched where, you know, I'm a very a complicated person who likes things simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I heard about a cell phone that you can carry in your purse without, because my brother had one in his car and you had to carry like the big old brick that I wasn't having that, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that was you know, I I'm like, no, if you're going to go high tech, I, I mean, I remember spending like $400 on a Motorola flip phone. Yeah. that you know bare my hand could barely come around right, it right, but sure. hey i didn't have the brick and right. i can make a phone call yeah. anywhere Absolutely. at any time of the day and so when the smartphones were coming out you know they're they're talking about oh you can do this it can you can smartphone your house and you can control the thermostat and i'm like i just want to make a damn phone call <laughs> <laughs> where is the phone function <laughs> you know it's so, it's so funny you know we uh, you know anyone who's not living in nature yeah. you know in, in in the wilderness or nature we're living in the world that people have created right the people who yeah. are dead and well people who are alive but who who are standing on the show who stood on the shoulders of those who preceded them this entire world that we live in our societal world is man-made and it's all came from people's minds and mm -hmm. then it came through their fingertips and into reality and we're in it and we think it's it's the it's reality no it was a reality that has been created right right and and we're living it and we think it's as real as hell <laughs> i know i know and i mean at some point everybody who had a great invention was mocked because they couldn't see beyond the immediate timeline. Absolutely. You know, right now, as I said earlier, I'm undercapitalized. That's why we haven't launched my app yet. And I'm seeking to capitalize right now. And, and it's, it's a hard time, especially because I don't want to give away equity in my company. Why would I do that unless it's necessary? I think my company is going to be a multi-billion dollar company. Why should I you give me X amount that I, and, and you, you know, you know, but I'm not no, doing it. No unless, shark tank. Am I hearing no shark tank? No, I'm not giving away <laughs> equity unless I have to, but I have considered it. If, if I get to that point, I, that's that's on the table for me. Yeah, you got to like, leave uh, all the, options open. <laughs> but, but I really believe, like any good entrepreneur, that I'm going to be successful. But, I, you know, when I the more I worked on Proficio, the more zeros I saw in it, the more potential I saw in it, the more applicability, the more zeros. Um, 
And when I'm uh, a big success, whatever, however you want to picture that, uh, all those that I think that have, uh, I've asked for money, which are many people and didn't give me anything, I think they're going to have a different feeling than they have now. <laughs> yeah. Thinking, I, why, didn't, why wasn't I a little bit more open-minded, a little bit more uh, trusting, a little bit more risk-taking, a little bit more uh, willing to buy into someone's vision just for the sake of progress? Uh, yeah. I think that they'll have those thoughts. We'll see. I yeah. can maybe, well, or if I fit, fail utterly, they'll be able to, uh, you know, dance on my grave. <laughs> well, just remember failure. There's, I, I heard this from a um, entrepreneur that says you're only, there's, there's either uh, successing at your business or learning at your business. There's no failures because even Edison took 1000 tries on the, on the light bulb, right? He learned 1000 ways how not to create. It was, a it was light actually, bulb. I think it was more like 2,500 actually. Something. Yes. And could you imagine he quit? I mean, hypothetically, well, we'd still be living with gas lights. Okay. That's right. What gas lights. That's right. Right. And, 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 that, he, and he just didn't do the bulb. Right. He did electricity. Right. And and I don't know if the story's true because you know one of the things that I'm a big advocate is really embracing your why and that's oh, what totally. keeps you going in your story in your business because uh, if if what I read about Edison is that his mother had surgery and they didn't have enough light ah. so. He, you know, back in the day, they put a mirror behind the candle. And I don't know if it was something tragic that because they didn't have enough light, she needed emergency surgery. And that was, from my understanding, like I says, I haven't checked how true that story is, but it seems pretty practical or it seems probable. It seems plausible, he, for sure. Yeah, he had a personal um, Motivation. Interest. Yes, that was his why that, that kept him going through that, that thousand twenty five hundred. That's, 2, that's uh, me, big time. You know, I, yes. you know, I proficio is going to transform self help. It's going to create a success revolution. Why do I? Because because I just want to do it as an entrepreneur. No, it's because I have I love self help, but it's really the potential that's that keeps us, you know, dangling on on a on a hook like a a fish, right? Exactly. But it, but it doesn't really. If as I said to you earlier, if self help worked, I would have been a millionaire a long time ago. The thing is, the why I want to transform self-help is because I've been such a miserable failure at it. <laughs> uh, so, but I know, but I've isolated the problems. I've solved the problems with with a tech guy because I, you know, I don't know tech at all. I just I'm a coach. I'm, I'm a I'm an NLP practitioner, and um, and we were able to do it. And it's very complex because something like this, which is going to be transformative, is, and and it's going to work for the entire world because the universal experience, it, it, everyone has a subjective experience, of course, but there's also a universal experience as well. Right. And we all have the same, you know, we all, you know, people, uh, there's all sorts of obviously, you know, theological beliefs, spiritual beliefs, but, but the truth is that we all share the same consciousness. And what that, what is that? That means yes. I wake up in the morning, I open my eyes, I have a thought and I do something that continues during the day until I fall asleep and dream. And that is the same for every single person, right. right? All right, whatever the subjective thing is, whatever the individual thing is great, but that's the experience of consciousness. And we all have that, every single one. 
Yes, yes. And that's, that's important because uh, it goes back to, you know, I, I'm actually going to be discussing the recording of things in your conscious stream. Um, part of what's deemed as psychic ability is really just different levels of brain waves. So I'm very big in meditation. And through my practice of that, you know, I realized that everybody has the ability to tap into it. Some people are just better at it. And part of what I'm now moving my coaching and podcast direction is not so much building a, a physical story, but understanding the journey of it. So, and that's big. I spent at least a third of coaching and coursing and preaching on my podcast about mindset and understanding yourself. You are the greatest discovery of, you know, it's not outside of you. It's all inside of you. You just have to much like, you know, the the um, excavation process and writing, especially with memoirs, is a great expedition. And to understand that there is a diamond inside. You know, I uh, absolutely, it totally makes sense. And you know, what you said just totally uh, also about psychic ability. While I'm not psychic, or at least I don't know that I am. That always seemed to me to be the truth that people have people have different abilities or different inclinations and you know so like you know just like some people are great athletes and most people are not some people have, have you know can use their minds in ways that most people cannot and it's and and there's i think there's innate ability but there's also like anything the more you work on something yes. the better you get at it yes uh Victoria, and let's take better understanding. There's Absolutely. a better understanding, and a lot of people don't realize how intuitive or psychic they are. They're just like, oh, I just got this thought, and I put it to work, and man, it just worked, and everything's just flowing. That's part of it. It's not about the future because the future is malleable, and it, it's determined by your decisions now. Absolutely. So if you continue down a path you'll have one future. Absolutely. If you make changes, you'll have a different future. And I didn't really understand that until probably the last year, because I'm very big. I won't practice it unless I, I won't preach it, I should say, unless I practice it mm -hmm. and have enough successful results. So I'm convinced that the future is malleable. How dare you have such integrity? Uh, you know, and I love it. <laughs> that was my little <laughs> joke. And I love what you talked about mindset. And that's really... That's the icing on the cake. That's the platinum because mindset is where it's at. I mean, it's not the only thing, but boy, it, it makes the difference. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. I'm going to come right back with Victoria Anderson. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. People start something, then something comes up or they need a break or even a vacation. And they often never get back on track. Perficio is designed to allow all of this. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O.io, where you can live your life as you learn and make progress toward your life-changing goals.
You are listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petrozo. We're having a fantastic conversation with Victoria Anderson about writing, about the supernatural. And I want to get into the meat, some of the uh, value that she offers people. Uh, and my first question, Victoria, is there are lots of writing programs and coaches out there. So what's different with your strategy and course courses? Well, uh, I really dive into the mindset. Now, my target market, and it's not exclusively for them, are beginners and beginner writers who've always said, you know, I feel like I want to tell my story, whether, you know, it's their own personal memoir or fiction or nonfiction, but I just don't know what to do. And usually, that's just a cover story to all the fears. Yes. So it's the fear because, you know, writing is the whole writing industry is entirely different than when I got into it 20 some years ago. Uh, you have self-publishing options. You have now AI programs that can create an outline, you have spell check, you have Grammarly programs, you have software um, that can edit for you. And, and then of course, there's options such as like Upwork and Fiverr, where you can, for a fraction of the cost, have somebody look at your manuscript and, you know, if you wanted to do it the old fashioned way. So there's really no excuse. There's no excuse to say, I don't know how to start. I don't know how to create an outline. I don't know how to, um, you know, I feel uh, I don't spell well. I don't have good grammar. There, there's no more excuses these days. There you know, uh, uh, obviously I've been talking, I talked about self-help, you know, the self-help personal development. I contend most people are not into self-help because they feel failure. Now, there could be a number of other reasons, or there are other reasons, but that is the primary reason. Why, why should I read a book or do a course if I if I know I'm going to fail, if I'm going to, or not if I know, if I fear failing? If that's going to happen, it's a big waste of time, plus I'll feel like crap, and I'll be embarrassed, and people will poke, poke fun at me that I said I was going to do great, and I did shit, you know. Yeah. And then there's, the next step is, of course, is coaching. Right. Which, you know, which is, which is a growing field always, every year increasing. But even but more people, less people are into coaching, even though it's a growing field, because they fear even worse failing in front of somebody that they're paying. <laughs> they fear you that even more, right? So fear, you know, and there's other there's other factors certainly, but but I was a life coach, and uh, and I know psychology. I'm a pra I'm, I'm not a degreed psychologist, but I'm a practical psychologist, you know, and how I apply psychology. It's my most, uh, the most the most fascinating subject to me psychology why do we do what we do why do we not do what we don't do it's the most two most fascinating questions uh, i could think of <laughs> right well, it's and, the uh, it's the pleasure pain <laughs> paradigm there you, there you go and fear <laughs> is more often than not 
right. the core of it. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'll I'll never admit that I'm afraid because then that we that's too vulnerable. Then I would lose face. I would be less of a man, less of a woman. You know, I wouldn't be. I'd be less than perfect. This mask of infallibility of of well balancedness will have showed be shown to have a crack in it all this stuff the truth is that we're all you know we're all messes i don't say that with any condemnation yeah it's true right it's true right we're all one big we're all one big giant process that's yes. what we are that's the you that's the human life is a process you were born the day of death is rapidly coming i don't say that with any macabre or any, any none of that it's rapidly coming for every one of us. And the time in between is a process and we call it life. That's, <laughs> That's right. it. And it's important to make the most of it. Uh, I think one of the biggest challenges is the, the fear, like you had mentioned. And that's why a good part of my courses are talking about the fears, the five fears. And you know, part of that is the ridicule, the failure, you know, getting started. That's the biggest one. You know, it's the, the first steps of trying to move the pro progress. But my course, believe it or not, is under two hours. And what I do is I try to, wow. yeah, like I said, I mean, it's not going to be the most detailed because you don't want to fire hose somebody with information so you know you know one of the greatest self-help books i've ever read and i, I love self-help as much as i may condemn it and i don't condemn it i criticize it but it's, it's it's awesome is is the the four agreements uh which is the probably the one of the simplest self-help books out there it goes into the four agreements right by Don Miguel Ruiz. Don, yes, and Don this Miguel. is one of the best self-help books there are. It's, it's short. It only has only espouses four principles, as the title describes. Yes, one of the best. So when you talk about your course being only two hours and just being uh, rather simple, that is an, that is not a, uh, a, a criticism. That's not a, a disparagement. That is to its merit. Actually, we, you know, yes. that is to that's that's more apt to increase its its success for for the 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 user as well as to you as the creator. Right, and I I mean, for a beginner, you want to just give them a sampling and let them explore. So the majority of my course is going to be all the mindset talking about the meditation, the NLP, which is you need to have a mantra. You got to reprogram all the garbage and, you know, simply just stay intact with your why. And that really kind of sets the course. And then I go into a little bit about the book structuring and a little bit about the marketing, but really the bulk of it is trying to move past the fears staying in touch with your why you have a little bit of story structure whether you do fiction nonfiction, or memoir and a little bit of dabble of explanation say of you know if you want to do the publisher versus um uh self-publishing and to get you started on the marketing i'm a big advocate of self-publishing I, I worked with a publisher I'm not going that route ever again. Uh, I like, I'm a control freak, number one. Um, and frankly, I don't like 
people telling me what to do, especially if my inner compass is directing me there. I mean, I've gone against professional advice, experts in the field, and that inner, the inner compass in me has never let me go wrong. Let me tell you, we are in the same tribe, Victoria. We are in the same tribe. I'm a controversial person and I don't do that just for its own sake. That's stupid. You know, is to go by my compass. That's what's critically important to me, by my compass. Yes. That's not to say I'm not open to feedback or 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 shoot. Exactly. That, that, that also that's not just stupid, that's idiotic. Yes. Uh and uh and and that I shouldn't be, consider other people's views. I absolutely should, but that doesn't mean I should that should be my new decision. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like immediate um connection. And that, I mean, if if you were to deal with a publisher, you're looking at before pandemic, minimum probably two years from the time they accept your book to getting it to print. Wow. I, for me, my manuscripts polished. I can upload to Amazon in seventy two hours. I got a finished product. So, so someone can can conceive hypothetically conceive of a book write it in x amount of time yes right maybe even a maybe a week okay possibly yes and then three days later you're a published author exactly <laughs> i love it man it's great uh, and it, i love what you're about i mean on a multifaceted way uh and and i've had other publishing coaches and experts on here and the service and, va and value that you guys provide, I think is, is critical. And, it's, and you guys are going to be become huge because everybody's got a book in them and, and the vast majority of us uh, just don't write it uh, because of, I, well, you know, I think you've already alluded and went into to some degree, but what do you think is the main reason most people who want to write don't? And we talked about fears, but do you want to, is that the, it? You know what? I, I have to say the number one fear is just getting started because we are back to our earlier conversation about all this distraction. Yeah. It steals your ability to keep your initial step in, you know, going because you got to check emails, you, you got to check your phone. Your so it seems media. to me, you know, that the fear that you've just described is the fear of starting something yes. that's not worth it. And right. if we thought or something was unknown, worth it. Or unknown. It's the fear of the unknown. Um, I know what my feelings are going to be when I log into social media, right? I'm either going to be upset or happy. Right. But when you start a book, you that's the, the fear of the unknown. You see, you've got to know your own resources when you know your own resources then what's known is is greater and what's unknown is lesser and that fear of the unknown is it take i'm a sailor and a scuba diver and i love being out there on the water and under the water but what i don't see out there scares the shit out of me and that's and all that is is the fear of the unknown i don't know what it yes. is and, as, and as, as deep as i get into it as a diver or, or you know i don't know i'm scared but the more I get, the more I get, I do it, the less scared I become. And it's the same right. thing in life. Okay. If I think I'm going to write a book, 
but it's unknown. Will I be a success or a failure? But if I know my own resources, right? And if I know that I can tap into my resources, including tapping in the resource, the inner resource of tapping into external resources to get me towards my goal, then what's known is there's much more is known and the fear, right. there's much less to fear because much less is unknown. Exactly. And that's <laughs> something that I, I'm an advocate of. You'll hear me on my podcast or in my coaching or in the courses is I, I'm not a, I don't advocate time blocks. What I do is say, spend two minutes to meditate, two minutes to write and do it every day because that breaks down the unknown. If you do break it down in manageable, known, it, you know, becomes as it becomes part of like brushing your teeth every day. Right. The, you move it from the unknown to the known. Right. And, 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 and at NLP, we call that chunking down. That's the most yes. basic way that we help people get over procrastination. There are many ways, exactly. but that is, that is the most basic and universal way is that people think of things as too big. So just break yes. them down to smaller bite-sized mm -hmm. size, yes. sizes, if you will, just smaller things. Oh, you know, it's too, it's too much to brush my teeth. Well, can you, can you move the toothbrush across your teeth one time? There you right? go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, one time. Can you do that? You know, okay, great stuff. Let's take another moment to hear from our sponsor. I'm going to come back with this great, organic, and valuable, I think, conversation with Victoria Anderson. I'm loving this, Victoria. Me too. <laughs> this episode of Self Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. How's your financial health? Are you ready for emergencies? What if you actually had in you the wisdom of Benjamin Franklin? There's a reason why his face is on the $100 bill. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can make certain that you're on the road to be financially independent no matter what happens. Listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza, the conversation I'm having with Victoria Anderson is just, I think, so valuable to anyone that even had the notion at any point in time in writing a book. And not just because of that per se but what she's talking about is making it so much more accessible easy just use the word easy for a person there are all sorts of programs and, and coaching and coaching uh and i'm not gonna i'm not downgrading any of them but she's articulating the simplicity uh, of her programs and how easy it is to get started and to be successful so this i think is an extremely valuable valuable conversation for any listener obviously to talk more uh, about victoria afterwards or get involved with her programs uh, it seems to me that they would be very worth it but let me get into my next question now victoria all right I, we touched on it a bit but now i want some more depth can you tell us what are the three starting steps to writing well um of course just kind of getting in the habit of finding your center so that's again, taking that two minutes, whether you wanna try to meditate to hit maybe an alpha state or just de like decompressing. From so cal yeah. calming down, calming getting down. into a creative state. Right, 
or at least a state where you can hear your own thoughts. You know, we don't hear our own thoughts unless they're negative and screaming at us. But I think it's important just the power of just silence. Silence. Um, it, It may take some time to get there. But it doesn't have to even be a whole lot. We're talking one to two minutes. That's what I coach to. Get into the quiet space. And again, that's going to set the stage for ideas, impulses um, to kind of come through. And then what I recommend, I'm a big advocate of journaling because all my books all started from journaling. Journaling is going to do that chunking down that we talked a little bit about, but also, you know, you're going to have a little bit of self-discovery. One of the biggest wins that I realized, especially if you think you're such a failure and, you know, you, you don't, you don't have a high perception of you. If you journal every day and just put down, like, those are your private thoughts But if you go back, even like a couple of weeks, you might actually be impressed with yourself. You know, I've I've sporadically, yeah, Yeah, I've sporadically journaled over many years, and a few times people, you know, I I, I often I would use an audio recorder. uh, Yeah, whatever. You know, I'm more apt to do that because it's easier. And uh, but anyway, uh, whether I'm writing or, or talking. Uh, a few times, people have asked me, "What are you doing?" And I would tell journal journaling, and they would they would either say something snarky or 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 they would say something, you know, deriding, and, or, or they would they would ask, "Well, why are you doing that?" I said, "I would I would typically say because I'm important enough to do that." <laughs> That's right. And the reaction was often like, "What? How dare I?" You think of yourself as important. So what I would say to people is if you don't think that your that journaling is worth doing, get to what's beneath that idea. Yeah. What's beneath that idea that journaling about yourself is not worth doing. And I contend, just as I just alluded to, it's because you don't value yourself enough. And you know, you talk about memoirs that that's your, an expertise and a focus of yours. That's and and half the books that I want to write are memoir, are memoir, right? Even ones that are that have, that take a fictional bent, uh, you know, they're based on truth. Is that that's the thing I know best is my own experience. That you know that that's the thing I can say with with unequivocal truth is is true. My own experience. That doesn't mean I was right in my perceptions and presumptions no but i can tell you my experience was absolutely true on how i experienced it and so i'm the i'm the world's foremost expert on my own experience (laughs) that's exactly right and one of the uh, other big i guess takeaways from the journaling and the memoir journey is that you know people who really i felt hurt me betrayed me just tried to screw me uh, they actually kind of at some point became my best teachers because what they taught me wasn't that they were bad people. I mean, there would, there would no doubt be a collective opinion that those people were terrible and whoever dealt with them. 
But what they really exposed was areas that I needed to examine to, to toughen up, to change belief systems about the world and myself in order to prevent that from happening. So, you know, I'm, I've never been a big advocate of the victim mentality, but at some point, you have to understand that you're putting out a vibe for these people to target you. And that's where I go into the paranormal and specifically metaphysics. Because, yes. So the and then and there's quantum in that there's the quantum abundance, the quantum healing and the quantum protection. Um, and that's really not about any type of um, I don't know what I want to say, mystical thing. That's just sort of more about self-awareness and understanding that how you, how you perceive yourself in the world, that's how the world's going to treat you. And that's one of the things why I'm a big advocate of meditation is because, you know, our actions aren't from our conscious mind. They're from our unconscious and what's been programmed. You know, the unconscious takes in everything, but it's the conscious mind that puts a positive or negative spin into it. So with the meditation, you start realizing that maybe your thought patterns become corrupted as you get quiet with yourself. And when I learned this about, you know, you know, I, I was tired of feeling like I had this target on my back, like every person that came into my life seemed to take advantage of me. And when I started going, hey, <laughs> look who's the common denominator in all them, right? There you go. Here's I'm the common denominator in all these people. It was like the same bad story playing out with me as the character in that same story. The star so, mm -hmm, yeah, so that's where I had to shift from, you know, the poor me, this isn't working. And I don't know, I mean, there isn't enough of sage and salt and crystals. It's not external people, it's not, um, it's internal. And really when I started Absolutely. to un unfold and excavate that, you know what, I really felt like, you know, I was a victim in this mean world and the world is not kind, but it's all about how you decide what, you know, what, what you're going to fortify. And, you know, part of the journaling, the, the memoir process is really, a dis, it's been a self-discovery of, gee, I'm the main <laughs> common denominator. I have to figure this out. That's when I started to get serious about the meditation and self-hypnosis. And really, when this all came to fruition for me, I'm like, I have to share it. So I went from just being like an author to, I need to coach people on this because there's a lot of people that don't understand it. And I'll be honest, it's a little hard to explain sometimes, but it's all about how you see yourself operating in this world. Absolutely. 
-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the self-image yes. uh, is critical. I mean, that started with Maxwell. Well, I'm even starting with Maxwell Maltz and psycho-cybernetics in the early 60s or the 50s. And, and and continues to this day because it's true. We think that we think that the what we see out in the world is what we believe. No, what we believe on the inside is what we see on the outside. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that, and that's I what mean, we see. yeah. And one of the things that also that these folks taught me is that they had a very high perception of themselves, even though they were pretty terrible. <laughs> but they seemed to almost dodge the bullets. Um, <laughs> But uh, I will tell you this, um, if you what you what you see does come back with interest. <laughs> and at some point, you ever see like the the movie series, these uh, final destination? I've heard of it. Yeah. Where, you know, somebody eludes death and then it kind of goes to the next person and it kind of keeps going. I've seen energy come back into those people like the final destination. So even though they, they are helpful in your journey and they seem to be bulletproof at some point, uh, the buck will stop with the karmic um, energy that they've seeded and come right back to them. So mm. I love it. Uh, let's, let's take our, our last break and we'll, and it'll be followed with the, unfortunately the last segment with Victoria Anderson, but we'll come right back after this. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perphysio. What if there was a self-improvement program truly personalized to you, that knew and cared for you deeply, that whatever was going on in your life adapted for you perpetually? Visit www.perphysio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O.io where you can start a program that will always suit you, considering all the pressures and nuances of your life. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. The conversation with Victoria Anderson that we're having is, very, I think it's very entertaining, quite frankly, even though I'm a little biased uh, and titillating, but I think it's very, very valuable for anyone that obviously wants to write a book uh, but um, someone that has either ideas that aren't aren't uh, conventional, or they don't they don't they they have some problem being uh, with conformity. They're like, okay, I don't like this conformity, but I'm not I don't have the, I'm missing something to to challenge it. I think that what you're the stuff that you're talking about is a, is a bullseye to those people. <laughs> Uh, so if that resonates with you listener uh you know this is the last segment with victoria but you're going to want to go to our website <laughs> so this is so this is okay um now we've we've touched on it a bit there are a lot of misconceptions about writing a book all right and, and what are those and how do you approach them well, the misconceptions are generally those fears that we talked about, right? I don't, I'm not good enough. I don't know, you know, I'm terrible at writing or I get bad grammar. And so I think now it, it allowed me, Victoria, and you let me know how accurate this is, is that a person may think that they need a certain amount of education or to be proficient in the language enough to be, to, to have permission 
to write. Or they may even feel that they need permission from someone or something to write. Yes, that I would say that's that's it right there. Sometimes they feel like they need to have that validated. Like, you think I'm good enough to write a book? You think my stories, um, you know, who would who would want to hear my story? You know, I'm not a celebrity, especially with memoirs. And I'll be honest with the publishing world. They generally kind of poo poo memoir writing unless you are some celebrity or political figure. But I will share when my editor approached me with this and I'll share with your listeners that, you know, there, there's two parts to memoir writing. One is you want to share your story, but then it goes back to, well, why do you want to share your story? And ultimately the root cause that they, what's compelling their why is they're hoping that it will help people out there who've shared their same experience. So my expectation when my editor had a conversation with me and she says, you know, what do you want to accomplish with your memoir? And it was just the first one at the time. <laughs> it evolved to two more and on the, the fourth one. And I says, you know, I'm really not sure, you know, that I'll be any big author. Not that that was not my intention, but my goal was to hopefully share it and inspire or, you know, have some connection with somebody who maybe been in the same experience with me. And that that has been accomplished many more times than I expected. So the whole purpose of your why, whether they understand that or not, is generally the whole purpose of sharing the story isn't just to share it. So you for the purpose of sharing, it's to having the expectation that somebody can relate to it, even if it's one person, because you have to think the power of one, and that's something that I coach to, people don't live on an island. So even if you help one person, you sell one, you sell one book, okay? Somebody other than a family or friend buys your book, you sell one book, that one book, means a million dollars to that person. Absolutely. How do you feel about that? Yep. You know Absolutely. what I mean? You, you've, you've just made a difference with you made one a difference. person. Right. One person. Well, actually, not one person, because does that one person, because you think about it, if that one person is transformed, everybody they come in contact now has a piece of that transformation pie. Absolutely. I'm just saying that all it takes is the one and you've been successful. Exactly. You're successful. Yes. You did it. You did it. Pat yourself on the back. You did it. Exactly. <laughs> Great stuff. You have been a fantastic guest, Victoria. My final question is, uh, okay, so you, you do the coaching, you write courses. You also have the podcast say, with the same brand. Describe uh, the value of your your podcast uh in one sentence please well i mean it is a a writer's podcast with a, a an exposure to all different sides of writing um now it's going more into the metaphysic paranormal because you can't talk about life success without 
having that element in there. But I also have well-known fiction writers, um, screenwriters, nonfiction fiction. Uh, we, I had a guest who was the book was inspired by Enemies at the Gate. Um, the movie? Yes, the yeah. movie. So right. uh, check out, he has some really great uh, tips on there. But also the, the next step is not only the exposure to trying to inspire you to leap into your story, but every one of these podcasts will share something about breaking down the process, how to discuss that into maybe a, into the written form. So you can ultimately leap into your story. Fantastic. And do you have any final remarks for the audience, Victoria? You know, I just, I'm hoping that everybody can move past the fear, put your toe in the water a little bit every day to chunk it down, <laughs> you know, start with journaling, uh, because it's important that, you know, we have a limited time on this planet. And much like one of my authors said, why be so guarded? Take the risk. They mock you, they ridicule you, who cares? Because nobody can take away, like he's mentioned, the process from you. And even if you don't get to the publishing finish line, the journey itself is going to be worthwhile because of what you will discover about yourself. Fantastic. And I understand you also have a free gift for the listener. I do. Uh, you can try out my writer's uh, toolkit. It has two courses and a checklist to help focus. Um, when you decide to take the leap into your story, you can grab the gift at leapintoyourstory.com forward slash gifts and grab that free goodie. So that's um, yeah. leapintoyourstory.com or, or, or they can type in. They can type leapintoyourstory.com forward slash. Though You'll be able to find it at leapintoyourstory.com. Exactly. It's going to have the two online courses with the check. Fantastic. I really listen. If you listener, if you listen, if you if you've ever thought about writing a book, just thought about it. I've had several people that involved in writing on this podcast. This. Victoria seems is the most accessible one. And I'm not taking away anything from those other guests, uh, but her seems the simplest and easiest. And I really encourage you to do it uh, if, if, because there's not, you know, the journey of a thousand miles start with the very first step. And the, the, that's the hardest step to take. So just take that first step. And uh, we're going to have a, a page set for you on our website, selfhelping.com selfhelpcoaching.com and all you're all over social media so we'll yes. have all that set up for you victoria uh you've been a wonderful guest guest i really appreciate it. very illuminating very entertaining <laughs> very valuable most of all i think i've Thank so you. enjoyed it's been a pleasure <laughs> me too meeting you and discussing with you uh great stuff i got the feeling that we'll be talking more this is the beginning of our relationship so yes. uh thanks again very much very much for stopping by and speaking with us victoria and remember listener we're all responsible for ourselves and we could all use a little help and with that see you on the next episode of the self-help coaching podcast thanks again victoria you <laughs> 
Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.